Today's episode is brought to you by GoDaddy. If you don't have a website, your business might as well not exist. If you want to give it a try, head to trygodaddy.com profit. Now, let's get profitable. This is the Personal Profitability Podcast with Eric Rosenberg. Hey there, profiteers. Welcome back to the Personal Profitability Podcast for episode number 76. Today is a special day. We're going to release two episodes today. It's a a little double header of podcasting, if you will. You might have noticed last week we did not have an episode go live. It's actually because I have been sick, so I dropped the ball on that. I went to FinCon a couple weeks ago, that conference I always talk about, and I made the poor life decision of trying to stay up late with Australians. Australians are are super fun. I love the Aussies, but it was not good for my health. So I did not sleep as much as usual and got sick. Sorry we missed last week, but we are back today. So today's interview is with a friend of mine, not surprisingly from FinCon. I'd met her a couple of years ago there. And this friend actually has a similar story to me. She started her personal finance blog after actually Uh, discovering Pat Flynn and Smart Passive Income, and that motivated her to start this finance blog. She was blogging about getting out of debt, and along the way, learned all about social media marketing and online marketing, and built a side hustle business doing that, and was able to quit her job in June. So I don't want to take too much time stealing her thunder. Let's dive in right after this quick ad from this week's sponsor. I registered my first domain ever on March 29th, 2007. More than 10 years ago, I signed up for my GoDaddy account, and in the years since, I have registered dozens of domains with GoDaddy. If you are an individual who wants to succeed in your own personal life, or a business who wants to grow, you need a website. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And to get a good website, you need a good domain, and even hosting. If you want to get your website going with very few technical skills, head to trygodaddy.com profit to give it a try. That's trygodaddy.com profit. All right, ladies and gentlemen, next we have someone on who quit her job to go full-time self-employed, something that I did myself last year and something I know a lot of you want to do. Chanel Toll, welcome to the show. Are you ready to get profitable? Oh, yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Eric. <laughs> Thanks for joining me. So tell us your story about you know, how you ended up quitting your job. Was that something you always wanted to do? Surprisingly, it's not. Um, it started about, I don't know, maybe the end of 2015 was when I really decided that I wanted to quit my job. But before that, I had no interest in being an entrepreneur or being my own boss. So it was kind of just something that fell into my lap, I guess you could say. Well, awesome. So let's dive in. Tell everyone about what you do today and what your journey was like going from discovering that skill set to building an income and the ability to make a living on it. Currently, I help clients with Google AdWords campaigns and run Facebook ads for them as well. And I learned that at my full-time job that I was with for about seven years. I got started online and digital in the digital space, I guess you could say, after I discovered Pat Flynn of Smart Passive Income in early 2014. And ever since then, I just realized that 
the online marketing world was kind of for me. Once I discovered his podcast, I just dove in. I created a personal finance blog called Bright Sense and started talking about paying down my student loan debt. And so from there, I kind of learned how to do all this digital marketing stuff and got pretty good at it. So I started helping clients on the side and then recently was able to help only clients and leave my full-time job a couple months ago in June. Huge congratulations being a few months in. And what did it feel like that day when you left work for the last time? It was terrifying. I I love the people that I work with. So when I handed in my resignation letter, I actually cried and so did my boss because it was just, I don't know, it was just a very emotional time. But it got to a point where I couldn't sustain the um, hours I was working on both my full-time job and the side hustle, if you will. Something had to give. So you decided, let the job go stick with the hustle. I love it. That's exactly what I did. When you started Bright Sense to talk about money, did you think that was going to be maybe your side hustle to financial freedom? Was that just going to be a hobby? And how did you then go on and get your first client outside of your day job that started to pay you for your your advertising expertise? When I started Bright Sense, I didn't think it was going to be necessarily profitable. But listening to Pat Flynn, I knew about affiliate marketing and thought maybe I could make a few dollars sharing what I was doing to pay off my student loans. And I found out that it actually helped me a lot more than it probably helped other people. But I started it to kind of just showcase like, here's how much debt I have and how much I was paying down every month. And it actually kept me accountable. So it helped me pay down a lot more than I would have otherwise. Bright sense. It sounds like it was more of a hobby. When did you start picking up clients as a freelancer on the Google and Facebook ads? So I was doing it full time. And then I let my stepdad who had just started his second business um, know what I was doing. And he needed help with digital marketing. And I kind of didn't give him the option. I kind of just started running ads for him. That was how I got my first client, I guess you could say. From there, I just took those results and showed other people and was able to help more and more clients. Did you charge your stepdad for your time? Or were you just helping out kind of building up that experience and portfolio so then you could leverage that experience to start charging new clients. Yeah, I wasn't charging him at first. Now I am a little bit, but you know, he gets the family discount, I guess. Um, <laughs> but I kind of just took control because he doesn't know anything about digital marketing. So I was just helping him and kind of filled in the gaps where he wasn't sure what to do. What did that look like when you started? Did he have no digital marketing at all? Did he have a website? Did you just dive in and, and take everything and build from scratch? What was that like? I pretty much built it from scratch. He didn't have a website or any online advertising. So I built him a website and I um, started running ads on Google for him. So it was kind of just starting from scratch. That's great. So you built this up. Obviously, you had some measurable level of success for that. And I imagine he's been thrilled with uh, the experience of accidentally hiring you to run his uh, his digital media. How did you go out then and find someone who was willing to pay you? Honestly, I updated my LinkedIn profile and put in that I was running Google advertising and doing Facebook ads. And someone in the personal finance community must have seen that I updated my LinkedIn profile. So when someone posted on a Facebook group, they kind of mentioned my name. And from there, it kind of just 
spiraled. And now I have multiple clients in the same personal finance industry. And that's kind of where I'm helping most people at. Well, that's amazing. So you got your first client from a referral from someone who had just heard on LinkedIn that you were going to start doing this. So you got referred by someone who wasn't even your customer yet. That's awesome. Yeah, that is like the power of FinCon. (laughs) Yeah, the the power of the internet, the power of FinCon and community. I love that. Now, what do your days look like? Do you do you have multiple clients? Do you typically charge by the hour, or is it a fixed monthly rate? What does that structure and system look like? So I charge by the month. So whether I work thirty hours on your project or ten, I get the same rate. Some months that's really profitable for me. Some months it's not so much, but it evens out in the end. So. All of the clients get more value than they pay for. So I'm happy to just kind of keep that monthly fee going. Uh, My days, they're pretty long. I wake up, I was waking up at 4 a.m. Now I'm waking up at 5 a.m. And I stop work around 5 p.m. So it's about 12 hour days right now. You know, when you're digging in and and managing ads for clients, what are the the nuts and bolts of what you're doing? Are you looking at reports? Are you building campaigns? I'm I'm guessing it's a combination of these things. But what is... You know, what do you do when you're sitting in front of the computer those hours? So a lot of it is thinking about strategy and kind of taking their business or their uh, website and kind of figuring out what's going to work. I will think about their business, kind of put together a strategy, talk to the client, see if they're okay with going with that. And then other than that, yeah, like you just said, going through campaigns, seeing what's working, looking at reports, uh, making changes updating images or ad copy and that kind of thing. So a lot of nitty gritty, but then it's also the strategy stuff that I like too. And nothing works online without strategy. You can't just go with the publish and pray approach is what, is what we let insiders like to call it. When you just write a blog post or make a podcast episode and put it on the internet, people won't just show up. You know, you have to do some kind of promotion to get them there. Um, so exactly. obviously, you know, Facebook and AdSense are a huge part of that. Do you work with any other parts of their business or do you just focus exclusively on those ads? Mostly Google advertising, Facebook ads. And then uh, for all of my clients, Honestly, I just can't help it, but I go through their website and kind of look at how they can get more conversions and like landing page optimization tactics, I guess you want to call them. But um, I'm really someone who likes finding mistakes, so I will not hold back if I do find something that could be fixed that could really help them improve. When you're working on you know those client projects and strategies, do you apply those same tactics to your own site at BrightSense? Is that something you're still focusing on and trying to grow? Or are clients really your primary focus now? Right now, clients are my primary focus. I actually stopped writing at BrightSense when I started saving money to leave my day job because my boss and a couple of coworkers were reading the blog. So I felt like I couldn't really write on there. So I haven't really updated the, the BrightSense blog as much, much as I should have, but I plan to get back into that now that I have a new topic to discuss. <laughs> That's awesome. As a freelancer now, you know, you're, I know you're only a few months in, have there been any big surprises in dealing with your finances now that you have a little bit less predictability and stability in your income? Not yet. I'm sure it'll happen, but not yet. I saved up about eight months of expenses. So if something did happen, I'd have some backup money, so to speak, to uh, carry me through. But right now, uh, smooth sailing so far, and hopefully that continues. That's awesome. I love it. I'd, I'd saved up 
I'm abnormal when it comes to money. I had years of income ready to fall back on in case I earned zero dollars when I left my job. But also I was the only worker. My wife was a stay and still is a stay at home mom. And we had just had a new baby. So we were in a situation that if the money stopped coming in, it wasn't just me that would be in trouble. It would be multiple of us. Um, So even if even if you're able to go back and get a new job, which you you could do or I could do or any listener could do if you end up leaving your job, it's always really important to have a backup plan and something to fall back on just in case. Uh, it's great to hear you have not needed your backup plan. <laughs> yeah. And if I did have a, a spouse and a baby, I would totally have saved more as well. <laughs> it's weird. You never think about what it's like to have other people depend on you to earn all the income, but it's you know, it's a big feeling when it happens. And it's definitely something that I don't take lightly. Uh, oh, I bet. Yeah, it's their livelihood. It's not just mine. Um, right. So now, you know, you haven't had any issues so far. What are you doing moving forward to prevent uh, to prevent finding yourself in a bad situation in terms of, you know, bringing in new clients and new revenue? What does your day-to-day look like for that? Unfortunately, I'm just relying on referrals. So far, it served me well, but I know in the near future, I will have to uh, ramp that up, so to speak, and change my approach. But at this point, it's all just word of mouth referrals I have plans coming soon to kind of try and boost it, boost that a little bit. But at this point, it's just uh, people sending others my way. Hey, hey that's that's a, like the best testament and the best place to get work is referrals, because in some ways, you know, those are pre-screened clients who, you know, will be good people to work with. Whereas if you're getting, you know, just cold leads from random places on the Internet, you never know who you're going to work with. You might end up finding a client who is more work or hassle than you might think they're worth or not right in line with what you're doing. Whereas when you're getting referred clients, you know, they're going to be a good fit because the person referring already knows you. So exactly. That's, uh, that's not something I would give up if it's working well by any means. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't plan to, but I'm sure it'll dry up a little bit. So have to have a plan for when that happens. What is the the social side of it feeling like now that you're not going into the office anymore, you're working at home uh, primarily? How have you tried to keep uh, personal relationships up and avoid the feeling of you know, entrepreneur isolation at home? Before leaving my job, I when people would tell me that they were lonely at home, I was like, yeah, I guess I could see that. But I didn't really believe them. Now I totally do. Um, so I've been going to a co-working space once or twice a week or a coffee shop, that kind of thing, just to kind of get in the surroundings of other people, whether I talk to someone or not. It's just nice to have other people around. (laughs) Totally. I love that and agree wholeheartedly. Uh, Well, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today and chat. It's been a ton of fun. If people want to connect with you, learn more, maybe even hire you, where should they go? You can go to conversionowl.com is my agency website or brightsense.com is where I'm writing about now entrepreneurship. I love it. Well, thank you so much, everyone. You will find those links in the show notes and we will talk to you soon. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Eric. There is a wrap on that one, Profiteers. I hope you enjoyed listening to Chanel as much as I enjoyed chatting with her. Make sure to check out her site. She's doing some really fun stuff. And if you need help with your marketing or or anything else you hear any guest on this show talk about, you make sure to check out their businesses and support them because they're doing some pretty amazing things. 
Now, usually I just end the show here, but I want to give a quick shout out. I don't talk about them enough. I could not do this show without the two members of my team who make it possible. First is my VA, Melissa Berry. She's been around for a while. She makes sure everything happens on time and on schedule, and I don't lose my mind. She's pretty awesome. And this episode and all episodes going forward are edited by Jennifer Longworth, an awesome uh, editor I met at Podcast Movement a few weeks ago, I guess a couple months ago now, in Anaheim, and I look forward to seeing her at the next Podcast Movement. But you guys hear her work every week in your earbuds as she edits this podcast. As always, please take a moment. If you enjoy the show, drop a rating on iTunes or anywhere else. It is the cheapest way you can support the show or share it with a friend. doesn't cost you a dime, but it helps me grow my audience. Or you could always check out any of those sponsor links today. We talked about GoDaddy. I really have had a GoDaddy account for a lot of years and use them myself. Highly recommend them and all of the other sponsors on this show. So please do drop in and support them if you love the show, because I don't ask for any money from you, just a few minutes here or there. That is all for today. Thank you all so much for sticking around till the end. And until next time, stay profitable.